0: good morning everyone how's everybody doing today everybody doing pretty good gosh uh you know for me it's just this a wonderful morning just feeling the Holy Spirit just just uh just being in the presence of the spirit It's just it just started since this morning and for me it's just been awesome and I gotta be honest with you and I shared this with Minister Leslie after we had our prayer circle um, I had a sermon already and um, so I just crumpled it up really <laughs> um god gave me a new word uh for you and because it just didn't felt right and, and when i was done it just didn't felt right and, and i was just pray to god this morning and it's like is this the word you really really want i'm not questioning god but sometimes when that something like the spirit in you just like wants you to pray and i just told i just pray to god that if that's what you want me to pray i'll pray it but it just doesn't feel right and he gave me a new word and during the, our circle, uh, I didn't share this with Pastor because I, I really wanted to see what, what everybody else was going to say. And when Pastor started asking what, what the, if, for anybody to share, he, one word came up to my, in my mind, and it was love. Plain and simple, just love. And before our prayer, we, we were just in the spirit, sitting down in the spirit, and God put it on my heart to speak about when Jesus was arrested, and Pontius Pilate brought him out with another guy, Barabbas, and gave the people a choice between Barabbas and, and or Jesus. And that's in Matthew 27, so... Um, if you want to start training there, you can, if you have your Bibles, I just want to say that, uh, I I know when I came up here, some, some of you are like, Oh no, he's back up. Uh, the last time I was here, I saw people like fading out. They were dropping like flies and uh, trust me, it's not going to be a long one. Um, uh, so 'Cause I, I, I the last the last time I was up here a couple of weeks ago, you know, um God, God did give it was a God just gave me a lot of information and I just wanted to try to get it to you and just pass what the word was and it just wind up being like an hour or so uh sermon. So I apologize, but I was just really like I just needed to give you I'm sorry. Um uh, but today today is a, a um it's, it's, it's simple. And I think that's the way God created me to, to make the message just simple. I'm just a simple person. I, 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 I struggled in English class. I I don't write uh, fancy stories when they ask you to describe the sky and make a paragraph. I just make it two words. It's blue, you know, (laughs) it's just, that's, it's blue. I mean, I, I just don't get creative. I'm just that's just my mentality. That's just my thinking. And a lot, it seems like a lot of you could relate to that. And, and I'm not knocking down those who are creative minded because we need you guys. We really, really need people who are creative. And if you're creative, more power to you. I got two beautiful girls that are just very creative in their own way. I think my son, Ray Joseph, he's just a thinker. He's a builder. He looks like he's going to be an engineer. So that's daddy's retirement plan right there. So um, that's just a joke. But uh, um. But I love my kids. And, uh, and, and, and I, I try to show them and lead them by example about what I have learned from, from the word of God about love. And it was just so awesome that just recently um, we went to the 99 cent store to get our candy because every Friday night. Every Friday night, it's movie night at, our, at the Guzman house. We chill, we make popcorn, or we go down in the movie theater, buy the popcorn, and take it back home. We, we do crazy stuff like that. We just do out of the ordinary stuff. We live life a little. You got to. But the one thing we do is, is, is by no exception, is, is Friday night is our, 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 our family night. And, um, and we watch a movie with the family. But we went to uh, the 99 cent store. And, and the and the one we go to is in Riverside off of Arlington Indiana and um, there's a lot of uh, homeless people around and I gotta share something my my daughter Naraya uh, she already made a business plan or is making thinking of a way to have a business support uh, uh, organization or or, or something, whether it's a, you could call it a ministry to help the homeless. And her idea is like, we could build little houses for them because she really has a heart for them. She, you know, with the summer coming there, she's like, they're going to be hot when winter comes. She's like, they're going to be so cold. And it's just really sad and she just has a heart so when she asked me she goes dad can i get a water and some chips for the guy outside and i was like yeah baby that's it's cool you know uh, i'm never going i'm not going to tell her no you know cuz i've done it myself you know and uh, and I, but the fact that she just said i, I want to get something for this person and is it, you know i just told him yeah And uh, uh, because she didn't have no cash and I kind of had the wallet. So but if I'm pretty sure if she had the money, she would have done it on her own. That's just the kind of little girl she is. And she's just a real blessing. And um, just the spirit of God is just in her. And I just share that because the one thing that is being repeated today, and I hope it's being repeated in your life. And and even if you've been hurt by past relationships or past experiences Love conquers all things. Love conquers everything. And when I mean everything, I mean absolutely everything in the existence, in the physical world, and in the spiritual world. Because it is the love of God that's just so awesome and powerful that we can't, there's no words other than the word of love that can express it in our language. The feeling, the emotion, it's just so hard to describe. Poets have tried to describe describe that, that sensation, that feeling when we love somebody unconditionally. There's been songs about it, you know. Just just we we try to to put it in words, but it's you can't capture it. You can't put it in a box. You you can't just it's just something you just give unwillingly you you when you love someone there is no expectation of giving something of receiving back that's what it means to love unconditionally and that's the best way to describe God's love and, and something that came to me that as i re did the, the 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 when god was just giving me a new word was that he gave he gave me this he goes think of an i, I like math and this is as far as the math class is going to go today is that We all have done algebraic equations when we have X plus Y equals a number. We have to figure out what X and Y is and all that stuff. But God was saying it's like an algebraic algebraic equation. Jesus is truth. And Jesus is love, which therefore equals love is truth. And as we live our life in the truth of God, it should mirror the fact that we're also having love for people. Whether they agree with our beliefs or not, that's not the question. It's how you love them. And because we love them, our faith will sh- that in Christ Jesus comes through that. It, it, it's like a ripple effect. It's, it's, it's You can't do one without the other. Because if I love Pastor John unconditionally, whether he may like me or not, that doesn't matter i'm just gonna say, I, i'm here for you because i love you because god sent me god has put me in your life for a reason and sometimes we go into relationships expecting things back wanting something back because that's the way our culture is especially with social media today everything is is that if you don't agree with my opinion or you don't have the same belief system, you're wrong. Plain and simple, right? No one's having conversations today. No one's ta- sitting down and talking why they believe what they believe. And, and I, I served in the military and I have, a few, I have a lot of friends that were atheists. But never did I tell them, well, man, you're going to go to hell. You know? no, no one's going to listen to you like that. But what I told them is that no matter where your standpoint is, I'll continue praying for you, even if you don't believe. It's because I love you. And I have faith that one day Jesus will come into your life and and maybe convict you or just I'll let Jesus do all the work is what I'm saying. I'm just here to love you and show you how, how Christ has worked in my life, how he took a sinner and and some grace. And because I accepted him into my life and I accepted his salvation, I believe in Jesus. I have my faith in Jesus that now I have salvation. And I, and I know as Christians, we want that for all our brothers and sisters in the world. But sometimes we, we get a little, you know, riled up sometimes and that love doesn't come through and we come through a loving place, but sometimes, you know, it doesn't show that way. And, and, and so God's just saying, it's, it's about love. It's about love. Because when I sent my son, he sat down with people and had conversations with them. He told stories with them. He didn't look any different from them. He was just one of them. He was just one of the people in the community. And just sharing this new radical way of thinking of love against what the uh, it was counterculture. It was against the culture and what society was at that time. And, and once And when you start realizing, you start to realize why the Pharisees had a big uproar about it. Because they were in the control. They were the, yeah, look at me. I'm the one praying. You got to be, be holy like me. And it was just all repetitive. He said, that's, that's not real prayer. Yeah, he's getting on his knees, but I'd rather take the prayer, listen to the prayer of the man who's saying, you know, because I'm this way, I'm on my knees and I know I'm broken and I need you. Now, that's a prayer. Not matter how many times I, 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 I bowed and how many times I could say amen in one sentence or how many times this and that. But Jesus said, you know, he just went to the people. And when he was thirsty by a well a lady came up in that time period, that lady was part of a different, uh, 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 I don't want to say race, but a different um, culture the the main culture at that time says you know what they're not they're not worthy they're worthless you know you don't speak to them and how many times have we seen it in our history that because of your different color you're deemed unworthy you know or just because you don't have the class or the 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 what I mean the 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 level in society the 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 the, uh, the status, thank you, that you're treated less than. Jesus wasn't about that. Jesus came to level the playing field. And that's what he did because he loved everyone. And as we read this, I want you to think about that. And I'm going to read from 15 to 26. 26. And I got the New King James Version. So. And I usually read out of the ESV, but today I got the King James, New King James Version. So Matthew 27, verse 15. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to releasing to the multitude one prisoner whom they wished. And at that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, "Who do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ?" For who he knew that they handed him over because of envy. See right there, I want to pause right there. So they, there's a custom that happened in Roman society. They were just allowed this one day, this one time, this transaction, to bring two prisoners. And let the people choose who they want to free. All right, and I want to put it in your in your. Um, it, it, it probably in today's culture, it would probably be like, who do you want, Richard Ramirez? I, I don't know if anybody remembers the Night Stalker, the suicide, serial killer. All right, or Jeffrey Dahmer, or any worse, you know, prisoner you could think of, or Jesus. Who do you want to come back to society? And this is what Pontius Pilate is bringing. But see, Pilate knew that this was not because of what he wanted. He knew because it was from the, the, the church leaders at the time, the Sadducees, the Pharisees. He knew because they envied Jesus. Now, for me, that, that's big because that's a Roman officer. He's a governor. Even he saw through what was really going on And why is it that the the Sadducees has such envy for this one man if he was just a commoner? I just thought it's not. So continue on at 19. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent him saying, have nothing to do with this man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude, multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, What then should I do with Jesus who is called Christ? They all said to him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, what, why, what evil has he done? But they all cried out the more saying, let him be crucified. See right there. He's saying, okay. He asked him a second time. He wants to make sure he wants to make sure that what he's hearing is right. Because he knows Jesus was innocent. It's like, they want Barabbas, but okay. What evil did this man do to you? He healed your sick. He healed your lame. He cast out demons out of people. He fed 5,000 people. He converted water into wine. He's brought people from the dead. And you want him to be crucified? It is plain as day. For a Roman governor to make it that plain, you knew something was up. And so... When Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a tumult was rising, or a riot, he took water and washed his hands before the multiple multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. You see to it. And, the people, and all the people answered and said, His blood be on us and our children. Then he released Barabbas to them. And when he had Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. And it's just such a coincidence that last night that I was watching like the last 20 minutes of the Passion of the Christ. When they were on Calvary, they were on Calvary and they were nailing Jesus to the cross. And I I cried because that's such a powerful movie for me. Because when I first saw that movie, I was with like eight other Marines watching this in in Jacksonville, Florida. We're at our sea school. And I looked down. And even whether if some of them did believe or not, most of us were all believers. There's maybe a couple of them that weren't. But there was tears coming out of every single one of our eyes because of the humanity that was absent, like the way they treated jesus it was there was no humanity and so as i see this and this is like before this is all happening this is like the setup you know and jesus knew what he was walking into he he knew what was waiting for him he knew what he was doing See, when we read this, we're like, geez, man, like, come on. Why why did the people pick Barabbas? They should have picked Jesus. And then we get mad at the people, but sometimes we're those people. Sometimes we pick Barabbas over Jesus in our lives. Sometimes we rather have that Barabbas than choose Jesus Christ, who's willing to say, you know what, just give me everything, and I'll die at the cross for you. Just give it to me because I love you. I don't expect that you don't I don't expect anything back just give me what is yours and let me handle it see you would expect to read on later down that Barabbas would turn around and said you know what Jesus I'm a changed man you took you're you're, you're being crucified you're stepping into where I should be at from this day forward Jesus I'm gonna be a righteous man you didn't he, Barabbas never said no such thing you would think he would Cause a man just took a place, you know, just saved his life, really. But instead Barabbas just walked off the stage and just like it just was just like, Yeah. You know, they love me. And probably went back and doing his thing of stealing, killing, and doing whatever. But see, this is a love story. Yes. This wasn't about injustice. Matter of fact, it was about justice. So we don't see it. We see the, the, the superficial part of how Jesus is being sent to be crucified in an unjust way because of envy, because the Pharisees want to keep their position. And it may be all that may be true, but I see a love story. Because Jesus died for Barabbas, too. And before we start tearing down people who are in Barabbas' spot and telling them how wrong they are in an unloving way, we we need to stop. Because we don't know what they went into their shoes. As I grew older, I realized this, but I wish I was a kid, just like some of you. Because when I was a kid, I was bullied, you know? I was not always this handsome looking, (laughs) right? But when I was a kid, I was a fat kid. I was a slow kid. The last one to be picked at for, uh, 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 we called it Powerball where you used to have like a soccer ball and you take a bat, it's like baseball with a soccer ball or dodge ball or nation ball or whatever sport there was in elementary junior high but i was always the last kid and i got bullied on and maybe because i was an easy target but you know what what i remember from being a kid is that i prayed for those bullies because you don't know what kind of life they have at home and as i grew up reflecting them most of them had broken homes And if we, if I, you know, if maybe if I would have started a conversation, we all would have realized we all came from divorced homes. They were just angry. They're just angry that their house was being broken. That division was coming into their family. And maybe in that they bl- blame themselves and maybe they're angry at themselves and took it on out on somebody less weaker. See. In my case they were kind of like Barabbas. You know, they didn't care, or at least at least that's what I saw on, on that front part what through my experiences. But we don't see what they're what they're going through at home. We don't see when they're out of the spotlight, when they're at home. You know, we we see with like celebrities, we only see what's on the TV, what gets posted on Facebook, or maybe their YouTube channel. But we don't see when that stuff gets shut off, when they're alone in their bedroom, and that the people that they know that love them is really a superficial love, and they're yearning for a love. They're trying to fill a void that's empty. And I don't want to be a bully Christian and say, you know what? You're living this kind of lifestyle. It's wrong. How dare you? Because it's so easy to do that. It's very easy to do that. But what about having a conversation with them if we ever get an opportunity to do so? Because that's the love that I see that Jesus showed. That's the love that he didn't say to the Samaritan woman saying, you know what? Get, get away from me. You know, uh, uh, you, you're, you're on that other class of people. He never said that. He just said, I thirst. And she went and got something for him to drink. And then what he said next was, what I have is forever, like ever flowing water. You'll, you know, you'll never be thirsty again. That's the kind of water I have. And it's free and available to anybody who's willing to believe. And that's the kind of love that I pray that our church, not just true love, but the body of Christ shows. That's the kind of love that changes culture. That's the kind of love that changes society. That's the kind of love that no matter who is the leader in the White House, that you pray for them. Because it's so easy to go along with what everybody is saying. And start bashing a person because of where they stand. But it's also easy to pray for them and stand up and say, you know what? They are our leader or they're a celebrity. They're a person. They're a human being. Because if they get cut, they bleed red just like I do. And they are also uh, can accept the same choice that I have. Jesus is providing them two options, believe in me or don't believe in me. He didn't say if, if you're African-American, you get these special uh, uh, incentives. Or if you're Mexican, you're going to have a special mansion. He doesn't say anything like that. He just says, do you believe in me or not? And I love you regardless. I'm not going to give up on you that's the Jesus I know and that's the love I I want to emulate that's the love I hope I share with other people that hope that's the love that when people see me that's like dude Ray just loves everyone and I know there's some I'm human and I know there's sometimes there's gonna be a situation where like I don't know you know it's just really difficult but that's when you turn around to Jesus and you start praying Because you have the Holy Spirit in you. Don't deny the people of what Jesus gives so freely. See, that's why Jesus died for Barabbas too. Even though he walked away, going back to his criminal element, Jesus died for him too. He said, I love you. And that's what he's saying to you today. I love you. I don't care if you cursed at me before in the past. I don't care if you're addicted to drugs. I don't care if you have any of these other immorality issues or you live a certain lifestyle. Just hear my voice. I love you. And I want to give you this option. I want to I take your cares away, but you just got to believe in me and turn away against from your sin. Because just like when Jesus Jesus told, man, when Jesus told the woman, did you do these things? And she says, yes. Don't do them no more. Don't sin no more. Go away. Because all your accusers, they left. They didn't throw no rocks because they're just as guilty. But you have an opportunity right now to turn away and not sin no more. And I know I'm paraphrasing, but that's because that's the point. I, I hope you get the point that no matter where your walk of life is or how many times you stumbled, in order to stumble, you got to be walking in into a direction, right? You got to be walking towards somewhere to fall. What's more deadly is when you stay there and you don't get back up. What's deadly is when you turn back and walk the other way. And you buy the lie that you say, I can't go any further. This is not for me. And Jesus is just saying, don't keep putting one foot forward in front of the other. Come, just listen to my voice. So what if you stumble on on your way to me, but you're coming towards me, and eventually you will not stumble. (laughs) Amen. And as I told you, it was going to be really quick. Before I close, I want to leave you with this last thought. And it's from Galatians 5, 6. I'm not going to read the scripture. If you want to write it down, you can read it later on. But I want to leave this question because it's a question that I'm asking myself now. Because God has blessed me in so many ways, I just can't keep count. And if you don't think, like, I don't have financial struggles, I do. We all have financial struggles. We all have health issues. We all battle something. We all can relate to each other one way or another. But for me, I put my trust in God. I put my cares and my stresses on him. I leave him at his feet because it's not gonna do me any good to stress over something that I can't handle and that I can't control. I'm just gonna make myself sick and tired (laughs) because it takes energy to stress. It takes energy to get worried and all riled up and be frantic and anxiety kicking up. I do suffer from anxiety, but when I put my cares on Christ, on Jesus, that knowing that he's there, that he got my back, that he's just saying, give it to me, let me handle it. I know he's going to handle it. And I'll tell you so many times he has come through financially. I, I can't even understand how it happens, but it happens. And I know what the real truth is. It's because I put my cares in Christ's hands and he took care of it things get um um situated where it's just like i thought we had that debt to pay off no it just got canceled it got erased i'm just like thank jesus praise god you know i jump i jump I, i cry when i see that because that's a miracle to me that's like god is working that's the daily miracles that's like wow you know if he does that for me What makes you think he won't do anything else for you? What makes you think he won't be there to protect you? He's protecting you every day. The fact that we get to wake up, like Pastor said, we don't have tomorrow promised to us. But the fact that we get to wake up wow, that's a gift from God. That's a miracle. So, with that miracle in hand, We're able to wake up every day. I ask myself this question. Am I showing my faith through love? And as the church, are we showing our faith through love? Our faith through love. Because it's all intertwined. Jesus, the truth, the life, the way. I probably got that a little backwards but those are the three things Jesus is the light the way the truth and the light plain and simple and even though we know that truth we could deliver it with love and I know for some of us we we do things and it's out of love but we gotta understand it. we gotta go about it in a loving way because that's what Jesus did he wanted people to hear him And I hope as you leave today that you ask yourself, how am I showing my faith through love? Amen. just want to pray for the message today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your message. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for putting your words on on my lips and tongue. It was you who had the mic today, not me. And my prayer is that everyone here who has heard your word, whether here or on Facebook Live, that these words touch them in a way that causes them to think and causes them to seek you. And maybe for some of us that have been stumbling and having issues in our lives, that it gives us hope. It gives us hope because we know someone loves us when the world may not. That someone loves us even if our family doesn't. That someone loves us even though we're battling an addiction or living a lifestyle that someone loves us and is willing to stretch out their hand to us. God, I just pray that you change and you just make an impact on their lives. So they could come to you, Lord Jesus. So they could get to know you. Because I want them to have the type of relationship that I have with you. Because your relationship with you, God, awesome is not even a word I can't even dis- begin to use to describe it. It's been a loving relationship, an awakening relationship a humbling relationship between a creator and his creation. And I thank you, God, for every breath that I'm able to take. I thank you for every morning I get to wake up because it's an opportunity to show the world your love through my faith. In your name I pray. Amen.